0: Hey church family, welcome back to the podcast. I am so glad that you made time today to be with us. I hope that this episode of the podcast encourages you in your walk with Jesus. You know, we are the church even between Sundays and the podcast is a great way for us to stay connected and focused. Our guest today on the podcast is my friend Brick Sager. He is our staff leader for missions and benevolence, local ministries and Brick, you've been a real blessing to us. I appreciate you being with us on the podcast today. Thanks, Ben. Good to be here. So we're continuing our discipleship series called The Nine Ways to Follow Jesus. Just a quick intro to somebody that's new to the idea. You know, at Carterville, we recognize that discipleship means we are following Jesus. And so that's sort of distinct from just going to church or uh, participating in the rituals of what we call cultural Christianity. We really want people to to be changed by Christ, to abide in Jesus, to enjoy their walk with God, and to be changed by. It. Um, that being the case, we looked through the Gospels and we found nine distinctives, nine qualities, that showed how the disciples were following Jesus You know, differently than the high priest or the Sanhedrin, who were uh, fantastic at the rituals of their culturally accepted religion, but their heart did not look to be changed. So we're in the middle of the Nine Ways series, and Brick, I really appreciate you bringing in today's episode on service. Absolutely. So Brick, as we kick this off with the church family, what what do you want to share with all of our church family and our guests who listen to the podcast
1: about um, the grace of service? Definitely. Well, Ben, um, I just spent a little bit of time preparing for this because I, I love the topic. Um, service is something that I think is, like you said, one of those core Um, essential things that when it comes to following Christ, um, one thing that we're called to. But I think in that calling, there's also a lot of really blessing and good things that flow out of really sometimes service, even when it's difficult. Um, So to start off, I, I, I kind of broke off my thoughts into four questions that maybe a listener would have really questions that I ask myself when it comes to service. And I started off with this question of, you know, hey, why should I serve? Um, and really, one of the things that I find in Scripture is a good explanation in when it comes to why should I serve is going back to, just like what you said, the words of Christ. You know, when we look in the Gospels, um, gosh, if you are reading through the Gospels, um, looking into Jesus' words and seeing how many times He calls us to be a servant or to serve others or um, to follow His pattern— um, is it shows up pretty often?
0: I mean, if you want to be the greatest in the kingdom, become the servant of all. The Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve. Absolutely. Yeah, you're, you're exactly right.
1: Yeah, well, and really, in context of of a lot of those times when when he's bringing up those you know you, those passages when he's speaking about being a servant, it's really in contrast to um, this sin problem of people wanting to lord over others, people wanting to um, be the greatest in the kingdom, right? And that comes up often. So I think Jesus, at, you know, commanding us to, to be servants kind of goes against the sin problem that's in our hearts. So for me, you know, the, one of the, one of the things that's important about the nine ways is I constantly
0: think about them as contrasts mm. to the Pharisees, chief priests. So yeah. if the chief priest thought he was extremely important and should be served, Jesus is leading his disciples to understand how to serve. Yeah. Um, And I think that's, I think you're right. So in our prideful hearts, you know, when we, you know, we think people should serve us. It doesn't matter if you're in a marriage or, you know, if you're a kid in a house or our sinful, selfish pride sort of makes, creates this desire for other people to serve us. But really Mm -hmm. in Christianity, I think you're exactly right. Serving is what Jesus has called us into.
1: Yeah. Definitely. Well, and Ben. So the second question that I want to bring up is that someone may ask is, well, you know, maybe we we grasp on that concept of why we should serve, but then the next question is, well, what does it what does it look like to serve? Okay. And um, so I kind of laughed at that when I asked that question myself because really I think in Scripture that I mean the answer to that is very broad. Yeah. Um, and that's that's good. I think it's it's good that it's broad. And really, I think the some of the answers that we can flesh out to that question is really answered by asking my third question. So the third question that I said, um, that I asked myself, and that maybe you may be asking, um, is who should I serve, right? So who, who are we called to serve? And as I kind of look at the answer in Scripture, I kind of give a little caveat here to say, or a caution to say, it honestly, service is not easy. Oftentimes it's not easy. Um, and so when it comes to who should we serve, I think when we look into scripture, when we look into the gospels, there's several different categories that give a broader definition to what service may look like. Um, the first one that I thought of is Christ calls us to serve and love our neighbor. Um, and when I think of service, I think in this podcast episode, you'll hear a lot about love, right? I think those are very connected. Um, so we're called to serve our neighbor and obviously Christ's definition by that is, um, Pretty broad. You know, when you look at the answer of who is my neighbor, um, that widens that definition of who we're called to serve. Mm
0: Yeah, because it's interesting. Jesus didn't did not even answer that question. I mean, yeah. that, that's connected to the parable of the good Samaritan. You know, who is my neighbor? That was the question that was asked. And when Jesus finishes telling about this guy who is extremely neighborly even mm-hmm. to a stranger, instead of saying, "Oh, strangers are your neighbors," or you know, the church they're your neighbors, or instead of even broadening the categories, he just flipped the script and said, "Who was neighborly?" Yeah. And so almost in, Jesus, it seems like Jesus wants us instead of saying well, let's restrict service and see who's going to be my neighbor. He said, no, why don't you rethink your self-definition? Why don't you be neighborly and Absolutely. stop asking who's your neighbor? I just, that's powerful to me.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, so another category from, you know, we talked about your neighbor being someone that we, you know, sh- should serve and Christ calls us to serve and love. Um, another one in scripture that we are called to serve is the poor and the oppressed. Right. And so I uh, think of, you know, Jesus' words to say, you know, as you have done to the least of these, right. so you have done to me. Um, that's, that's a clear command in Scripture that Christ's followers are tangibly called to serve and care for those that are poor and oppressed. That's right. You fed me when I was hungry. You gave me something to drink when I, you, when I was sick, when I was in prison, you visited me. Absolutely. And that also fleshes out, you know, the answer to that question of, you know, what does it mean to serve? He tangibly gives some ways of how, how we can serve the poor and the oppressed. Um, the third category, which is one that we can't forget, um, of a category of people that we need to serve is clearly the body of Christ, right? We're called to serve the body of Christ. Um, you know, as we're called to be in community, uh, tangibly, you know, as we, as we serve one another, that's one thing that Christ calls us to do.
0: You know, it's interesting to me that for me, as we're loving our, as we're serving our, our neighbors, the poor and oppressed, the body of Christ, it's almost like in all these ways, ultimately we are trying to serve God like our goal is mm-hmm. we want to serve the living God. Mm-hmm. How do you serve God? and of course our worship is one way but but honestly uh, you know following out that logic of Jesus says, as you've done the least of these you've done unto me, mm-hmm. we serve God by serving the other people he created yeah. you know by sacrificially loving and seeing his kingdom come to fruition're we're, we're serving the Mm King. Yeah, Brick, I would wonder about how somebody could get started serving. So I'm imagining that our podcast listeners today, you know, they're they're wrapping up their makeup, you know, they're almost headed out to work, or maybe they're finishing their walk or their drive home or off to school. And, you know, I would ask, hey, how are you doing in service? Are you serving? Or are you just trying to be served? And if you're willing to say, you know what, Ben, I want to follow Jesus better in this. It's not about me being served anymore. I want to serve. Okay, Mm -hmm. great. So if they looked at us and said, well, Brick, Ben, give me a starting point. Like, I'm ready to turn that around. I repent. I want to spend the rest of my life serving the Lord and serving others. I wonder what are some good starting points. You know, What advice do you have? Because that second question, you know, your answer was, hey, this is so broad. And mm-hmm. you're right. Yeah. I mean, the ways to serve. My goodness, who could count them? And that's not bad. That's really good. Mm-hmm. But I think it also sets us up to give some good examples. Like, so what would be a couple of good starting points for a middle schooler or a high schooler or a mom or a dad today? Like, how could, how could people in the church begin serving?
1: Absolutely. So, Ben, I think that's a great question. And, man, to give an answer to that, I would say, um, you know, when it comes to service and when we're called to that as we follow Christ— Sometimes, um, you know, we, maybe we've fall, fallen out of a pattern or haven't established a pattern of service. And so my hope is that we're growing into this idea where service becomes something that's a part of our daily rhythm. But like you said, um, you know, even for myself, when I fall out of a pattern of that, sometimes I guess I'd say it takes these training wheels to reestablish that pattern of of thinking, oh man, I need to be, I need to be serving others. Um, I guess Maybe an answer that I would give, which is only partially satisfactory, is um, first and foremost, go to the Holy Spirit. Uh, I think, I believe that there's a promise that when we seek the Holy Spirit and seek the Lord in prayer to say, Lord, open my eyes to the ways that I can serve, I confidently believe that He will do that. Um, in another sense, probably a little bit more practical advice, I would say is, you know, if if it's difficult for you to see uh, ways that you can be serving, um, go to other individuals to maybe they can speak into your life um, to show you ways that you can be serving, and in a tangible sense, I would say I would be more than happy to to sit down with anyone that is interested in serving, um, you know, serving as a habit or serving as a one-time event um, and getting getting people plugged into that. A couple ministries just through the church that I think are great ways to be serving. Um, and that I just want to really celebrate is one is Meals on Wheels. Um, we've got faithful people that serve every day of the week or once a week to deliver meals to people. Take, that's, takes that's about an way. hour.
0: Takes about an hour. Takes day. about an hour.
1: Yep. And then, so that's that's a regular way that someone could serve. But there's also many ways where people have needs for just like a one-time service event. For example, we've got a lot of mission partners, organizations that are serving faithfully that need Help, you know, to say mow a lawn or need help with 8 we're currently doing two food drives. That's one way that we can be serving in a small way to support the partners that are doing unique work in a special area.
0: You know, one thing I want to add to this, and Brick, I think you've already really set this up is. You know, there are some formal opportunities to serve at church, but I would really encourage the church to not restrict serving to those. In other yes. words, I hope nobody's sitting at home saying, "Well, I want to serve," and when the church calls me and asks me to sing in the choir or to be a greeter or mm-hmm. you know w- or to you know help with a service project, well, yeah, I'll, I'll say yes. Uh-huh. Those opportunities, you know, are only going to come to you once a week at the best, right? Yep. I think really service should be a lifestyle, and I would encourage our people probably the shift from being served to serving many of you are already serving in capacities that that subtle shift could put you into place to serve Jesus for example a lot of you are already leaders at work mm-hmm. and the difference in serving or being served is just the, the attitude you take to work with you and when you go to work today and you're leading that organization um, are you using your leadership you know for your for your good or for their good, Mm -hmm. you know, um, for some of you it could be at home. It could be this, you know, just beginning the disciplines of the smallest things of, you know, um, Hey, my brother didn't clean up his plate after supper and I'm going to serve him. I'm going to take that for him because those small decisions Mm -hmm. and the small attitudes that we implement might become the difference in us acting like the Pharisees or the chief priest or Peter, James and John who learned at the feet of Jesus and gave the rest of their life building in the kingdom. And so I would encourage our church. um, It might even just be for you. Maybe you're not an official greeter in youth group, but when you show up at youth group, if you're there to serve, greet the new students, say hello to people, be willing to be sacrificial, go out of your way, invite somebody. Like some of these small steps that our students and adults and senior adults can make, um, many of them are just a mental or worldview shift,
1: Uh,
0: but they could revolutionize our life with Jesus. So we're here to serve, not to be served. Brick, thanks a lot for the time you put into uh, researching for this podcast. I really appreciate
1: it. I'm glad to do it. It's something that I really enjoy. So thanks for having me.
0: It's a great opportunity for me just to say, man, I appreciate your role at church. I know that so much of what you do here, you know, in missions and local outreach really is totally defined by service. So thanks for your role with us, Brick. I appreciate the way you serve.